0: Prologue. West of the city, red evening light refracts through giant messes of diamond. The sky ripples at the horizon. Pastel veils billowing in the wind. Walking home weary, the spectacle is lost upon him. Working at the Institute of Geology since dawn, he has cataloged 200 specimens from the Candor crater. Eyes aching, he wonders if Van and Orna will still be up. The muffled blare of the holofactor comes from the foreroom where the children watched Nightwing and Flamebird. Good, they're awake. He'll read them another Scarlet Jungle story before bed, leaving the night for him and Layla. Just the two of them. Surprise! You didn't hear us, Father. Happy first day, Cal. Van tugs at his tunic and Kara zor gives him a new headband. On the holofactor, Nightwing saves Flamebird from a rogue Metal Eater. His weariness lifts. The man has his family about him. He is content. The Arctic Circle, February 29th. Beat you. If I ever develop a bat plane that responds to tough control, I'll take you up on a rematch. It's good to see you again, Diana. You're looking great. Oh, this is Jason Todd. Oh, of course, the new Robin. I'm sorry, Jason. You look so much like Dick that I forgot for a moment. Nice to meet you. Welcome to an interesting career. Anyway, he's left the door open for us. Let's get inside before you two freeze. Before us two freeze? Dress like that? Think clean thoughts, chum. Superman Annual number 11. DC Comics 1985. Alan Moore and dave gibbons you're listening to heroes home base podcast episode 67 what's up you beautiful people this is Rich. This is Mark. And this is Rob. Hello. 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 I feel like we were on like a uh sabbatical.
1: I've been adding more to my list. Oh, Just that. when I think it's never <laughs> enough. So I've been rereading Catwoman. And I tell you, that catwoman from like 96 through We're talking
0: like Chuck Dixon, Catwoman. Chuck here.
1: Dixon and uh who's was the other guy? Balenty. So know we're, talking, we're talking
0: we're talking skin type purple with uh Thigh high boots, black
1: boots. Yes. Yep. She was. Oh, that book is awesome. I didn't realize. I always knew it was good, but rereading it, she is awesome. You have all of them? No, I stopped at number sixty because at sixty one, what happened? They went to the non dust repellent, paper. dust repellent paper, so I stopped. Oh God. So I started. Is that it before like, or
0: after the cataclysm?
1: That was after. So
0: how many how many Catwoman
1: books have you read in the last week? maybe eight such a great book ah and plus when there was a time like issue zero that was all non-dust repellent but then i I can't i don't know what issue went to dust repellent but those dust repellent issues the artwork oh my god hold on let me grab a book hold on i gotta
0: smell it you get new glasses mark yeah they look nice
1: thank you so it's remember these Hold on, oh, let me get you the let me get you the cataclysm one. Hold on one second. because that was a book that was like seminal for us.
0: Azrael Forty was a seminal issue. Oh yeah, nope.
1: remember falling
0: that falling down the elevator shaft.
1: Hold on, let me see who the writers because Dixon did write it. He his his run on Catwoman was awesome, but then these other guys took over and they were good too. Who was it? Dave Grayson was the writer. Grayson. Jim Jim uh, Belent was the penciler, and John Stensinski was the inker. But man, they were it was such a great run. So there's four issues that I have to get that during that run. And I may get some before that, but I gotta see how the paper is. But these I've been reading these and they're just so good. Remember that? That was just so awesome.
0: Yep, that was like the first major storyline when we started collecting.
1: April of ninety eight.
0: Like Lord have
1: mercy. April of
0: ninety eight. Yeah, I remember uh we thought we had all the cataclysm issues. This and uh I think we uh we were doing a quick inventory. I think they had like a didn't they have like a splash page or something, Rich, where it showed all the issues inside. And that's when we're like, oh, what's this Azrael crap? Yeah.
1: I think there I think Catwoman did three issues, no, or maybe two issues with cataclysm. There was the first one when she was falling down in the shaft, and the second one was with her when she was fighting uh poison ivy.
0: Well, dude, it's funny you mentioned
1: that. I have because... it. I have it. It's fifty seven and fifty eight, I think, or fifty six well, and fifty seven.
0: Mark, I don't know if you remember this past fall in New York. I was uh I purchased a Catwoman comic because it was the missing part of the <gasps> legacy. I have that. Yeah, I have that. Uh picked that up at Asshole's Booth.
1: Is that number thirty five?
0: That's thirty-six.
1: Thirty-six. So actually, no, I need that one. That's well, what you I can't have 36. I have 35. <laughs> I need 36. That's the one I need. I need 35. No, you said that's number 36?
0: 36.
1: Yeah, 36. I need mean 36. Shit, look, let me show you. That's on my list number 36. Hold on. Let me show you.
0: <laughs> yep, I picked, it. It up. picked it up at Asshole's booth in New York.
1: You bastard.
0: Well, you weren't looking for it then. No, I wasn't um well speaking of chuck dixon this uh i read this not too long ago bounding into comics this was from about a year ago it said batman scribe and bane creator chuck dixon finds himself on the outside looking in these days despite his many years and contributions to dc and mainstream comics but he has a balanced viewpoint regardless of being blacklisted from an industry he pioneered in his
1: generation why is he blacklisted how can you (laughs) blacklist him he's freaking the king He did all of Birds of Prey.
0: Asked about being ostracized by the big two over his, oh, go figure, his political views on an episode of his YouTube series, Ask Chuck Dixon. And if he's still in contact with anyone he used to work with, he answered that he'd do lunch with anyone, rather they are a classic liberal or a bomb-throwing communist. Dixon used Eclipse Comics founder and editor Dean Mollahay, I don't know, as an example of somebody he would still talk to or break bread with, though he doesn't think of him as a communist per se. He's seriously far on the other side of the political spectrum that I am, but we are like each other, Dixon said. I would never stop being anybody's friend based on their ideology, he added, unless you know that they get really ugly and started talking about setting fires to orphanages. Dixon would draw the line there, but views basing friendships on political policy or identification are very weird. That said, he continued, he knows he's all kinds of listed in the industry, but it's not Entirely for political reasons, comics have always had a cliché nature to them, he explained, and some people didn't want him around anymore. Dixon, though, rejected the notion he is a victim of cancel culture because I refuse to be canceled, and part of this is because I refuse to apologize, since he did nothing but speak his mind and openly express his conservative opinions, which is not wrong. Furthermore, he said, you can only be canceled if you give in to the mob and apologize, which is, his, which is the prevailing wisdom of those on Dixon's side and in the comics gate community anybody offended offended just loves getting offended and they must be a lot of fun at thanksgiving dinner dixon said (laughs) so he's he's conservative i'm assuming yep got it
1: how conservative because he wrote birds of prey those are empowering women like what so what are his views
0: i don't know he's uh probably affiliated with uh ethan van skyver who was basically kicked out of dc because he was Conservative, so that's the world we live in now, boys.
1: Oh. I wonder what kind of views he had. Like, Lord, he's blacklisted, he usually wears ostracized. Like, Lord, have mercy!
0: Yep. Well, Chuck Dixon, he wrote Nightwing, he started the Nightwing title too. So, and yep. created that's Bain. what I remember him from.
1: Created Bane. So, what I wonder, Lord, have mercy. Maybe we should visit his page and see, like, what the hell. All right, so what else is going on, boys? So I have been researching possibly another con to go to next year. Yeah. I think Rich I was telling I think I was telling you about this. I was going to go, rob, I'll tell you. I was going to go to Arctic Con in Anchorage, Alaska. That, man. <laughs> I was going to go. There was one c- closer to Russia. It's called like there's it's, it's Fairbanks International Airport. I think it's Carson. I think it's called Carson, Alaska, but the big get was the Black Power Ranger from 1993. <laughs> Ming Chen went to Arctic Con. He, he's go he went last year, he's going this year in a couple of weeks he's going to Arctic Con. But the thing is, you know, when before I go to a con, I YouTube that particular kitchen. And as I was research as I was watching, I watched the full video, I saw one comic book vendor. <laughs> and the thing is is that if it's Baltimore, if it's New York, if it's Ohio, you can drive. People yeah. from Chicago can drive to Columbus. People from New York can drive to Columbus. You can drive there. You can't drive to Anchorage, Alaska. No. So who, so who's bringing their books there? Exactly. So that's why there was, and I mean, it was like an arts and crafts show, but, but the video, they were pumped. Yeah, we're going to Arctic Con. Yeah, yeah, Africa. no, no, I'm thinking- like, as like, Mr. Freeze. I was like, <laughs> fuck.
0: As Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph,
1: <laughs> I was like, i I was like, "No, you don't know anything really about cons. Are you kidding me? Like this ain't shit." Wow,
0: I'm going so to I Arctic. Don't think,
1: so I don't. So I don't think I'll be going there next year. Right. <laughs>
0: well, I got my uh, read Pop email like uh, what a week and a half ago. They they can f- f- annoy me with the bullshit. You're gonna have to recertify. You know, it's like why why are they playing these games every year? Well. You still, you always have to reactivate your. uh... No, but this is like, we're doing something different. I'm like, and if you don't, you don't get first dibs. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. Anywho,
1: well, I can't wait for July 12th because, Rich, I sent you that um, link about X Men Doomsday where they're going back and revisiting X Men Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is like, it was a two issue run, which I got those issues in when I was in LA at um, Golden Apple Comics. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's issue one, 141 and 142 of the Uncanny X-Men. Chris Claremont, John Byrne, oh, so good. Oh. So, so good. And so what they're going to do is that in that story, if you remember, Kitty Pride is in the future and it's dystopian New York City. Um, and she has to go back in time to prevent the assassination of, of, of Senator Robert Kelly. And that they're thinking will change the future. So what this book is, from what I gather, X-Men Doomsday, they're going to spend more time in the future and see how the future that she's in, what all takes place. And I think it's like four or six issues, and it comes out July 12th.
0: So what was the reason that you were talking to me about uh,
1: Chris Claremont not being on it? Because they were saying that although he is a legend and his work is just like, you know, everything he touches during his heyday, during his time, was, like, gold. It just doesn't quite fit modern times today. Okay.
0: Was there something in particular that doesn't fit?
1: It's just his style. It's just, they're just saying it just doesn't fit. It's just not, it's he, they're saying that it's a bit all over the place. And... The current garbage they're putting out right now. Right. It (laughs) just doesn't match the current garbage. And I was thinking, wow, that's so interesting. But he, that's his story. You know, like, he should, you know, if they kind of, I wonder if you can do this to a writer saying, hey, this is what we're looking for. Can you kind of go in that lane? Yeah. But I don't know if that's insulting to the king. You know what I'm saying? Because, hello, he's the freaking king.
0: It's probably why Alan Moore doesn't do much work anymore.
1: Well, he's just jaded with the uh, industry altogether. Chris Claremont, 72, he'd be at every freaking con. Yeah. I mean, what was was the
0: last book he wrote? I don't know. I know he was was writing the... uh fantastic four heroes reborn storyline
1: there for a while back when you know and so i i i'm looking forward to that book and seeing i think what was it uh, oh mark guggenheim i think is going to be the writer because remember he did arrow the show arrow so i think and i think he's also written a bunch of x-men stuff back in the day so he's going to be on the book and garcia something roberto somebody garcia is actually is going to going to be the artist on it so I'll, I'll check it out. I'm curious. I'm excited to have to go back to the comic store and pick something up, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I've marked, you know, July 12th on my calendar that you and Kim got me. It's hitting it right in front of me. Nice. So um, this month is April, so it's on Thor right now. <laughs> Next month is May, so it's Black Widow. <laughs> nice. So I'll mark it on my calendar to go to the comic store and check it out. Um, but that's all I'm... Oh, and what I've decided is that This year, I'm really working hard and saving because I want to go to San Francisco Fan Expo now. The reason why I want to go to San Francisco Fan Expo is because back in 2013, and I just recently discovered it because of HBO Max, but there was a show called Looking,
0: Mm-hmm. and it's about a group mm-hmm.
1: of 30 something gay friends living in San Francisco modern day San Francisco this show was so realistic none of them were rich They, one of them drove, a, drove an old station wagon he was a waiter one of them was like a gamer the other one was like he had, was in between jobs he was like an artist and it's just modern day San Francisco and it's set in San Francisco they use real San Francisco locations and I bought, bought and the show really inspired me it was on for two seasons and then they did a movie and it really inspired me and I've been Watching it over and over again because it just it gave me what I needed. I felt like I could connect to it. So I thought, boy, San Francisco, I'm sure they probably have a con. Well, I checked Fan Expo's website and there's a San Francisco Fan Expo. Now, mind you, I've done Denver Fan Expo, which was whack. I did the Toronto, Canada Fan Expo. That was awesome. Now I'm going to try San Francisco Fan Expo, but there's a Philadelphia Fan Expo the first weekend in June. Mm. Which I I, I could go say with my friends that live in uh, Philadelphia. I could go to that just to see what it's like. But I'm still on the fence about that one. But I'm going to go to San Francisco because I want to see the fan expo. I want to experience San Fran. But also, Jim Lee is going to be there. And when Jim Lee is going to be there, I'm going to save up the money to spend $80 just to breathe the same air that he does because that's how much he charges. And and I'm going to, when he signs my book, I'm going to ask him, is there going to be a hush continuation? Nice. You think he'll tell you? I hope so. I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him. I'm be like, don't lie to me. I'm gonna say to him, Mr. Lee, thank you for signing my book so much. Don't lie to me. Is there gonna be a hus continuation? If you're I'm gonna, gonna go say. to San
0: Francisco. Just be careful, so you don't
1: step in shit. I won't. So I'm sorry. There's a very long explanation, wasn't it?
0: That's all good. <laughs> so what's going on with you, Rich? I feel like we <laughs> haven't done this in like six months. Mark's going to San Fran to, to and, step in human feces. Don't do that, Mark. Don't do it. Shit. They, they He'll step in human a, feces in the bu- at the train station by his house. No, there's literally... Oh, That wasn't by my
1: house. That was on Fifth Avenue, but that was human shit, though.
0: Now, come on. There's like, you know how you can go on Google Maps and pin shit? Like, pin mm-hmm. something? Like, this is like there's literally pull up a san francisco map and there's brown pins because people are marking where humans are shitting on the street you think i'm kidding look it up
1: i don't think That's you're kidding nasty
0: yeah well yep don't step in shit. um so i just went we just got back from vacation probably a couple weeks ago went down south yeah, you a, just like impromptu decide to go sort of I mean we uh the fam and i were tossing it around for a little bit and then you know the kids were on spring break they always have spring break early so we were tossing ideas so we just it was cheaper rates down in holden beach so we went there for a week and kind of relaxed i've never really been there in march so it was still relatively chilly it got into the 70s on the latter half of the week so that was nice i got a couple good beach days in but uh, a lot of the businesses that we, you know, go to and and try to visit were still on their wintertime hours, so they weren't open Monday to Friday. They were mostly open like Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah. So we had to wait a little bit towards the latter half of the week to do some of the things that we normally do. But went into Myrtle um, on the Tuesday that we got there had and. Uh, walked the shops there and it was not busy so it was really nice and got a bunch of Funko Pops and uh there was this cool nostalgic like 80s um place and it was it was a good time because the kids were really into it because we just watched Stranger Things with Cole and then Lex wanted to watch it so we restarted it again and we just finished that the other day so they're both kind of into it and I actually finally found a Demogorgon pop, which every single time I look for that, it's I can never find one. So found one of those, and yeah, you had to go off season to find it, right? So no, but it was it was nice. It was nice to get away, nice to relax, and come back. And mm-hmm. after the end of last year was kind of challenging, but other than that, man, that's that's pretty much it. I've been reading quite a few things, and what have you been reading? I've just been stockpiled with comics and reading all that and I know I've touched base on the show before about the Superman books a million times and they're finally uh, they've finally kind of reset them all. It's like this new Dawn of DC story arc that they're going with and uh, so it's action. They brought the Superman book back. Then it's Adventures of Superman John Kent which I guess is Tom Taylor's it's his mini series to wrap up his his other john kent book that i never read and then um yeah so dan jurgens is writing a little a little bit at the back of action comics so that's kind of nice and uh so yeah superman books are looking okay and that's about it batman books are still going strong and Something's killing the children. I gave a couple people from work uh, the trades that I have, and they really liked them. I think uh, Ridgeway, our past guest, he's he's currently reading them right now. So, but yeah, I did. I know I dropped this announcement on our last episode with Doctor Doug. I did finally get Swan Thing Green Hell number two, and then it was like two weeks later, number three came out. So it's already done and over with. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, wrap that up. That was that was good. The artwork, I, I never really did look into what the delay was. I want to say it was something to do with the artist. Um, I don't know if there was like family issues or personal issues or something, but as much as it pains me to say, like I can definitely tell a deterioration from the artwork from the first book and the last two. So it almost felt to me like it was rushed and put out there just to finish it up which I appreciate it. I'm glad that they finished it up, but I can definitely tell that it wasn't like you know really really detailed like um like it was in the first issue. So but all in all it was a good story and it was nice to finally wrap it up. It only took almost 3 years but Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's been me. That's me in a nutshell. I did I, um... uh, I did I did start I started to watch uh, the second Shazam movie because it was on digital and I rented it and I didn't even finish it within 48 hours. (laughs)
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) So it was uh, uh, one of the guys from work told me, he's like, I liked it better than the first one. And I don't know why everybody's hating on it. And I'm like, yeah, well I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I didn't even finish it. So I don't know. I think I might have gotten about 50% through it. Yeah, I was talking to Jesse a few weeks back. He uh, he and his wife, uh, JC, went and saw it. She liked it. He didn't care for it. I was like, yeah, I'm getting some mixed reviews on it, but I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Tell me something. What's up? Uh, Today, actually, I read... I have one more issue to go. I'm reading the first appearances of Damian Wayne in batman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i love the artwork it was that that was a great great story before and after we're that story about, of,
0: we're talking about
1: grant morrison and andy kubert right yeah yeah so are they on it before that story and after or were they on it for just that story
0: i think they just had uh i'd have to go back and look i want to say that morrison was on the title for a little while back then
1: because if so i'd be willing to collect
0: uh, it's it's going to be with the with the new movies coming out centered around that. I saw an article the other day that said better start getting your specs in because that title is only going to go up even more because you're going to get all the all the people trying to upsell it because it's getting turned into a movie. Yep, and you're still looking for that book, right? Like, no, I got it. Oh, you got it. Okay, but do you yeah, have I the whole it. you have the whole
1: series. No, but I just have Damien's Run. 655 through 658.
0: Okay. How much did you pay for it?
1: Um I spent 220 and 30. Okay. So I think 658 was $2 30 uh, 656 was 30 and that one was 20.
0: Damn.
1: I love so Damien cute. Wayne. He's such an asshole, but I love him. I think he's so smart. Let's check the old eBay. I already what have these issues, so I'm good. What's but the issue? I mean, six, hold on one second.
0: What's the year on that?
1: 2006.
0: So, Rich, that was before we stopped collecting, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so what is it? Six what? Uh, uh, 656. We're talking yeah. Batman
0: or Detective?
1: No, Batman. So no. I'm looking at six issue 654, and it's James Robinson and Don Kramer. I'm like, oh, don't, don't nobody care about these people.
0: Yeah, Rich, we have it because uh, oh, yeah, our Batman yeah. list started at six
1: ill no, I'm not getting it because it's this person named James Robinson and Don Kramer, and these 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 these, they, these covers look ugly. I'm not buying it. Uh. Yeah, uh, uh, Morrison and Kubert. Well, that was a good run. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I don't like the, these people are looking.
0: Well, the first ever appearance of Damon Damian Wayne is saying six fifty six, which. 655
1: is... is like a shadow his, of him.
0: Yeah, it's like his first run. Or like Last, when the run actually started. Right.
1: 656 is such a great cover.
0: Uh, Like a 9.8 on 656 first full Damian Wayne. First full is going for 265. Well, I got it, so... Yeah. But you can get first cameo and first Damian Wayne, both books. Five, 55 and 56 for... Somebody's selling them unslabbed for ninety bucks for both so I just think these are gonna go up a lot here pretty soon
1: yeah I'm not collecting before or after because somebody after somebody named somebody named John Ostrander and Tom Mandrake mm-hmm. are writing and drawing well I'm not getting it so scratch that <laughs> and these covers look ugly these covers are ugly I'm not getting it <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. So, um, question for
0: you guys. Is there a reason that uh, this Flash movie is coming
1: out on a Tuesday? Am I reading that right? When? Right. Isn't it April 25th? That's the trailer. There's a new trailer that's going to drop April 25th. I don't think Flash comes out until June. It doesn't. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Not June 16th. You. What are you
0: looking at? <laughs> oh, the Flash is scheduled. Oh, Okay. The Flash is scheduled to have its world premiere at CinemaCon on April twenty fifth. Kevin Smith released, is going to
1: go see it before it's released in the United States on June sixteenth. They need to release this fucking movie already. Yeah, Kevin Smith is going to see it because CinemaCon is for people who own movie theaters, and since he owns, you know, Smart Castle out in High Bank, you know, um, Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey, now he gets to go to that. So he's going to go see it on in April. So are you going to ever go there? Um, probably not. No, is it like a piece of shit? No, I'm not that. It's just, I think it's too far. So Christ.
0: So it's even further out than Red Bank?
1: I think it's maybe like, I think I could take the train to Red Bank and then take a, an Uber, but I don't think I, it's, it's, it'd be difficult to get to. It'd be like a whole day fucking thing. All <sighs> right. So
0: the release date's right. So for us mere mortals that don't own movie theaters, which is a dying industry, it's released on a Tuesday. So that makes sense. So um, I've been, uh, Todd McFarlane's been dropping all his uh, like previews. You can pre-order all the Flash action figures and stuff, and they look fucking dope. There's a Batman Michael Keaton. No, the Batman kid. stuff looks sweet. It's like '80s nostalgia stuff. Yeah, it's got the cow, and then he's got one where Michael Keaton doesn't have his mask on. He's just in the bat suit. Mike, yeah, I might have to spend some money on some action figures. I don't know. And he's got this giant fucking bat wing that you can like pre-order. I don't even it's fucking huge. Look it up on on YouTube where Todd McFarlane Batman Flash movie toys and he'll bring this giant bat. Tony man, I need to get a shirt. I think I said it on our last episode, I'm only here for Keaton. Like that's the only reason I'm going to see it. So. <laughs> um anyway, in other news, um I just started tapping into the um zero year. Yeah. So again, this is kind of a Snyder and Capullo's run after the court. Um, so still stuff from twenty thirteen. Uh, Becky got me those. I think on Black Friday. I just have just have so much stuff I'm reading right now. So still kind of dabbling into that a little bit. Nice. Um, just uh, took the boys to see the Mario movie today. You yeah. That. Well, if I'm gonna give it a five star rating, I'll give it a solid. Two and a half three. Yeah, Kim didn't care. I'm sorry. Show Quitter didn't care for it either. She took the kids last Saturday to see it and said it was kind of well. I didn't know I knew Chris Pratt, who's you know voicing everything these days. Um, I knew he was in it, but I didn't know anybody else. I know Jack um, Black was Bowser. I was gonna say I was I didn't know he was Bowser because he was, you know, kind of doing A character voice and then he started singing i'm like is this jack black so jack black is just amazing i love him um the story was uh kind of weak really i've heard takes where mario didn't even need to be in it (laughs)
1: like he didn't do anything to the story yeah it was was just kind of weak um John leguizamo has been blown up the 1993 one. Like it came like that shit was like fucking Oscar worthy. He's like, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. That movie was awesome. Yeah, he's blowing it up. That
0: movie was straight trash, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Sean and I were talking, uh, Patterson and I were talking the other day, and he's like, It is my number one worst movie on my list was the 93 Super Mario
1: Bros. Oh my God, I never saw it.
0: Huh. Well, John Leguizamo, man, like, fuck off, dude. He's just bitch. He's like, I'm gonna boycott this because there's no what, like, Hispanic representation. Italian, like, fucking goddamn. <laughs> We're talking about a fucking video game here. Like, oh. two two plumbers from Brooklyn, New York, that are
1: Italian. Like, do you know Bob Hoskins was actually in the running once to play Wolverine? Oh wow,
0: the guy that played Mario.
1: Yeah, because he's short. Glad that didn't happen.
0: Shmi. Yeah. He's a good actor, but I'm glad that didn't happen. Didn't he pass away a couple years ago? Uh, I don't know, did he? I think he passed away. I have to check that out. Uh anyway, so I mean it was it was hilarious because this was Elliot's second time going to the movies. First time we took him to see the uh the minions movie uh, last summer. And uh he loves cats. So we're sitting in the in the dream lounge chairs and he just kinda like he just looks at me, he's like, This is boring, and he like rolls out of the chair and then Mario um gets into the cat suit and he's like, He's cat. So he was like super into it after that. But yeah, it was kind of an omen. Uh we we're at we went to Crosswoods and um my seat recliner didn't work. I'm like, what in the hell? Like, come on. Spent thirty eight dollars and I don't even get to recline. Um first world So I'm, i know, right? <laughs> Can't recline in my movie theater. Can't recline. But so I mean it was all right. There were nine thousand previews. Um I think Pixar's new movie looks pretty good. Elements. So it's like the water and fire and earth, and but yeah, it was uh it was all right. You didn't kind even get thing. any nostalgia out of it? No he said no I mean some of the Rainbow Road like Mario Kart stuff was pretty cool um, yeah I just kind of wanted enough so, so you're not going to buy it huh nope won't be buying that one <laughs> I got a what? random text from uh, Feder the other day he says he's been watching the uh, Harley Quinn show on uh, HBO have either of yeah. you checked that out
1: no, no. I'm he, over said it was, Harley Quinn.
0: he said it was really good I'll have to see about
1: it I don't know. I think next year for sure, because I've been, I'm, so not to change the subject, but I um have been watching, I told you I YouTube whenever I there's a con that I'm interested in going to, I YouTube it first to see what it's like. I have to go and maybe, you know, instead of New York, you know, Comic-Con, we can go to um, Big Apple Con. Oh, my God. It's nothing but books. It Big is Apple. straight up, straight Robert's Road. Damn. So I have to go next year. I'm to, Big Con? Yeah, to Big Apple Yeah, to Big AppleCon, And it's right there at the hotel right there at 8th Avenue. You know, yep. I know you know it. So it's right there, right across the street from um, Chipotle that we go to. So where we wait think... an hour? Yeah, I think we have to go to Big AppleCon.
0: Well, I've got something to share for you guys. I, I know I sent it to you guys earlier today. James Mangold, writer and director of Swamp Thing movie, James Gunn confirms this is from yahoo entertainment logan and indiana jones and the dial of destiny director james mangold has stated that he will be writing and directing dc studio's upcoming swamp thing movie while attending star wars celebration where it was announced that he was directing his own star wars movie Mangold confirmed to Collider for the first time that he is writing and directing Swamp Thing. We'll see what comes to fruition first. The director said the truth is I'm writing both right now and who knows what's going to happen and what's going to blossom first or second. I'm acknowledging I'm doing Swamp Thing. It's not a rumor. It's happening. DC Studios co-CEO James Gunn quoted, quote tweeted the video clip and said that Mangold was one of the first people he talked to when he began charting the DCU course in the Swamp Thing is Mangold passion project so how do you feel about that i have no idea i mean if you're affiliated with this uh i'm not i probably will not see the new indiana jones movie (laughs) to be quite honest with you i mean it's can't be any worse than the last one if he did logan i mean he may Logan was great he may have the chops for a comic book movie so i don't know and just because you have modern day star wars attached to your resume these days that doesn't mean shit to me Because modern Star Wars, Disney Star Wars is straight trash. So I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. I guess uh, it all just depends on which direction they try to take it. Uh, I really hope they go Alan Moore run. Kind of like what they were doing with the DC show that I really miss. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the DC Universe's first phase called Chapter One Gods and Monsters will feature a multitude of different movies and television shows, which we already talked about. Blah, 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 blah. Got it. So, so thought that was worth mentioning. I have a question, Rich. I know I we're kind of just doing a, a basement hangout episode here. Did you have DC All Access for a little while? No. Thought? I uh, know it's expensive, uh, but everybody that I know that, that I, like there's a couple podcasts that I know that they have it and they say it's a lot up front, but if you do like the yearly, you save money and they have nothing but good things to say about it. So do you do you get digital access to all the books? I believe so, yeah. So Jesse was actually asking me about this last week. Um, so former guest of the show. He's also a dedicated uh, listener. He is thinking about going that route as opposed to continuing to uh, amass physical copies of books. Um, I think it's, I don't know what the uh, time frame is as to like when new books hit it. I don't know if they wait a couple weeks so that the comic stores can get, you know, the money. Yeah, it's kind of like how, you know, video stores would get the movies first before you could buy them just so they could recoup the, you know, part of the industry. But I don't know how long it takes for new books to hit it. I know that to you know open up the catalog for all the things in the past is probably worth it like if you just miss an entire run like i'm sure like if mark didn't have the damian wayne stories he could just go and pull it up and read that run if he wants and you know you're not locked into just buying a title that you don't you you know when they change creative hands whether you want to continue reading it or not but i've heard nothing but good things about it well, cause he was just saying like he was not really wanting to continue to, he just wants, it sounds like he wants to do just more reading now instead of collecting. So, but I just couldn't remember if you had it or not. I honestly, like we've talked about this over the years of doing this podcast. Like I know we c- collect, but I don't know. I don't think I'll ever trade digital media for holding a comic book in my hand and fucking oh, pages. So well, sure. And I, oh. and I, I have nothing against the people that do that. I think that from a cost perspective, it's probably smart, but I just like, I never really got into comicsology. I, I used it a few times when I was reading The Walking Dead and it was nice and convenient, Like, but I'd rather just have the physical copy. There's just something about, there's certain things that you just don't. Everything is constantly progressing forward these days, but I mean, there's just certain things that, you know, we're, we're super big on nostalgia these days and trying to relive the past. And I don't know. I, like a, well, I, I said, have... I have nothing against people that use it. I just, I won't, uh, I'm never going to not have a physical comic in my hand, really, because I just don't feel like I own it. If you got well, it on your yeah. phone or you got it on your tablet, like, sure. yeah, I've read it, but I don't own it. Nobody owns anything anymore if it's through digital. Like, well, and I'm still kind of with you. Like, I, I st- if there's a movie that I really like, I'll still maybe get the Blu-ray, even though um, mm-hmm. I I give Blu-ray maybe another five years, and we just won't have those anymore. Sucks. So,
1: my DVD player broke, so okay, so check this out. So I'm apparently I'm very like behind on things and don't even know it and think I'm doing something. So <laughs> I, my DVD player I have I've had since 2008, and it just conked out. So.
0: You tried to replace it, didn't
1: you? Well, I was telling my co they were like, nobody uses DVDs. And I'm like, I do. What are you talking about? I still play my fucking DVD. <laughs> I yeah. so, I was, so my co because was like, uh, don't go buy a new one. I have like three of them. So she was like, me and George will go and bring, you, bring it to you. So she brought it to work, and I hooked up my DVD player, and I hooked it up so I could watch The Flash. I could watch my shows. So I was on the train the other day, and this is how this conversation got started. I was on the train the other day. And okay, so I act like my headphones are attached to my phone, so, yeah. device. No, no, my device, okay. So I'm sitting there, I'm listening, and this guy tapped me on the leg. And he's like, So I press pause, and I'm like, oh, do you know this my this artist? He's like, No, you have an iPod, dude. That's freaking awesome. That's classic, bro. Bro, that's <laughs> freaking classic, dude. I'm like, Things. I'm like, so I go to work and I said my cook, I said, I did the exact same thing. I said, is this dated? Nobody uses an iPod touching. no like, she's like, she's like, <laughs> listen, she's like, I said, you won't offend me. I'm gonna tell you the story why. So you it won't hurt my feelings. She's like, to be honest with you, it's a little dated. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, nobody uses it anymore. I'm like, what do you use? She's like, our phone. I'm like, really? <laughs> Two years ago, the only reason why I was still using my Nano, the only reason why I got an iPad Touch is because I lost it in Seattle. So I went and had to save up $200. Mark, isn't, to iP- isn't
0: iTunes sunsetted? Is yeah. it? I don't know. It's uh, so Apple I don't- Music now. No, but you still, you still, know, you still go into iTunes. You still have to go to iTunes to buy shit, but it plays through Apple Music. And their big thing now is to sign up for Apple Music, and it's like, uh, what, like the Google Play Store, where you don't have to pay for the individual songs, but you can listen to whatever you want. It's like a Spotify thing now. Again, so, you don't own it.
1: <laughs> so so I still go to iTunes and buy my songs. Then, like, no, you, you spot. I was like, what? Oh, this is so. People don't do that. I still buy $0.99 cent or twenty nine. I still buy my song.
0: I do, too. I'm not gonna lie. If there's an album that, of a band that I like, I still buy the shit, and it's all on my phone.
1: So apparently, uh, I'm just and I still I was playing my records. today on my vinyl. Apparently, I'm just analoged in life in general. So
0: well, you have the you have the trendy analog and the not so trendy analog, right? Like vinyls have been the trendy analog for like the last five six years. Speaking of that, I forgot to tell you this little nugget. So. I did buy Show Quitter, a record player, for Christmas. And she sent me the link of the one that she wanted, and I bought it. We got it. It was straight fucking shit. So, like, it was not tracking properly. Like, the the record is is rolling around and is doing this the whole time. And I'm like, this is straight up garbage. So, we invested in a nicer one, and it's really nice. What did you do with the first one? It, you sent it back? No, because I tried to fix it myself. <laughs> oh, so it's more damaged? Is that what you're saying? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like the so,
0: plate, the plate was just like, and I know it's supposed to have like a a spring or an air cushion to it so that it can flow. Well, like <laughs> it was like tilted, and like the records were spinning, and it was like ro- waving across. I'm like, this is straight up shit. So I put a couple screws through it, but. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's still played, but it didn't improve it anyway. So long story short, got a nice record player. Kim's been and uh, listening to her mom's records, and she's been buying records. And so when we were at the beach, there's this bookstore that we went to the last time we were there. And I don't even call it a ma'am? bookstore. It's a... It's a, it's a straight up record store. And there's like this tiny little room in the back that's got some books. So we went in there and that's, and I sent you a couple pictures of some Whitney Houston albums that I Mm -hmm. saw in there. So I was like, which I I knew you probably still had them, but we go and uh, Kim's looking for, she's got a laundry list. It's like taking her to a, like we're at a comic convention. She's got all these artists written down. She's looking for these specific albums she found a couple, and Cole was really into Metallica because he just finished Stranger Things and just loves the Eddie Munson finale with the Master of Puppets. So I bought him Master of Puppets uh, record, and I'm looking, and I'm like, man, I didn't get shit. So we're checking out, and I'm looking around, and I'm getting ready to pay, and I look over on the wall, and I see the Watchmen soundtrack on vinyl. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, huh, $67? Eh, fuck it. You're on vacation, so I grabbed it and I got it. So it's the Watchmen soundtrack and the score, and it's oh. apparently like this limited, like like 2,000 record store exclusives that were made. I don't. know. But the vinyls are bright fucking yellow, like the 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 comedian pin, and the score is bright blue, like Doctor Manhattan. So like it's That's I've sweet. been jamming to it so. I don't know, we just went off track there. I got distracted by records, but
1: yeah. I'm up to 23 vinyls right now. Nice. I always tell myself, oh, this is all I need, that's that's it, no more. No, no. Now it's like
0: just trying to go back and and pick some of your favorite albums that you had on CD that, like I was telling Kim, I was like, why don't you look and see how much one of those Smashing Pumpkins albums is from back in the day. Yeah, $250. (laughs) like holy shit on vinyl yeah <laughs> yeah so but yeah so i got the oh. watchman soundtrack my favorite vinyl i'm not even kidding is the man of steel soundtrack i jammed it that all the time how's the christopher reese one good bought that again too because i got the one from uh, mom and dad but it was missing the first record it only had the second record in it so i don't know where, <laughs> where the first record went but that's yeah there's something about listening to something on vinyl, dude. I just still remember that that you know, open up that double leaf, and Superman's in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was that was childhood right there.
1: Yep, I'm saving right now because I didn't realize in one of my Rufus records there was a poster. Actually, yep. a two two poster two of my Rufus records. I look at it, I'm like, what is this? And I had had it for months. I'm like, this is this odd? So I'm like, what is it? And it was a poster. So one of them I got framed. And the other one I'm saving for the poster now, because I go to this particular poster shop in in Manhattan, he always gives me a good, he's done all my posters. And I am saving to get my other poster framed. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. So we just completely went off traffic for our other hobby. But I'm thinking (laughs) for as far as my, you know, we talked about holding books. I, I like the way my books are set up It's stacked neatly. I have five long boxes and one short box. But I would love, I wish I had the room because I honestly, I wish I had like a table. Okay. So if I wanted to just go in the, I wouldn't have to move and lift and lift and move and shift. But now I wish they were all on a row on the table so I can just open up the box with all this lifting and moving and moving, and lifting that shit. I'm over it, but whatever. Would you have to Would you have to move them to short boxes so they wouldn't stick out too far? Um. Yeah. I mean, I could find a table or like a. I could if I could find a bookshelf that was long enough Mm-hmm. For the long box, you know what I'm saying, but then that would look ridiculous because the books would be like all in here. You know, what I mean? it's ridiculous; it would look yeah. stupid.
0: <laughs> Probably split that box in half.
1: Yeah, if I could find a table long or wide enough, I, I think I would do it. Start looking all online.
0: I wonder if you could do something like combine like a comic table with your entertainment center right there. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of want to keep them. You, you kind of want to keep them in your
1: office area, though, right? Yeah, or I, what I could do is do my... You know how on my, my TV has the cinder blocks and boards? Yeah. yeah. I could do that. I just don't know where I would put my books, though. I don't know if the cinder block is... Yeah, the cinder block would be high enough.
0: Yeah. Maybe you should do something with that fireplace. Something right over there. So, Rich, anything new coming out that's going to be worth a read? You know, I'm, I'm already starting to put, you know, vacation shopping list in my head. Um, I'm really looking to solicit solicits in a while um nothing really super exciting that's really you know i'm trying to pay attention to a lot of the independent stuff still because that's what kind of excites me these days but um i think chip sadarsky is getting ready to do a batman catwoman book um obviously separate from tom queen but Um, I'm not sure. Got it. All right. Oh, Rich, you know what? You should uh, dust off some of those glory issues. Mm. Good old 90s uh, softcore porn from Image Comics. This has been hanging out in the basement chat. Uh, As always, guys, always fun getting together and chit-chatting. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Always a good time. Until next time, guys, don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. This is Mark. And this is Rob uh thank you so much for hanging out with us again uh if you have any questions or suggestions uh it's been a little while since we've uh done an episode so probably gonna try to do some revamping here in the near future so if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or hot button issues like some commentary on by all means uh we're all on board for a good comic book chat again thanks for listening to us and until next time this is rob Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. Reflex. Messes of Diamond. What? Should say refracts or reflect? Refracts. See, I gotta start over. <laughs> Refracting light, sir. Put that, right, Put that on the gag reel. Put that on the gag reel. At this rate, the whole episode's going on. There. Excuse me. <laughs> Yes, dear.
1: Honking. What? Your car is honking. Oh, no shit. Thank
0: you. Okay, bye. That's what happens when I put my keys in my pocket. (laughs) You should hang those up at the door. All right, so until next time, don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. This is Mark. Might have to wait for the sirens to pass to do this again.
1: Damn. Jesus.
0: The city that never sleeps. This city just showed you that you should shut your windows at night.